What's up, everybody? Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. Is it just me or is my intro music so good? Oh, I love it. I'm like jamming out to it. I always like to start the show listening to the intro that you guys are going to be listening to and like kind of getting hyped up with you. You know what I mean? So I have something I want to celebrate with you. And it's also a celebration and an appreciation and just like a moment of gratitude for you listening to the show. So this week we crossed... I'm going to say we, because this show wouldn't be a show if there was no one listening to it. Um, 100,000 downloads, 100,000 downloads. Like the podcast has been played 100,000 times with different, uh, from different listeners around the world, different countries, um, different cities, different towns, so many different types of people listened. And I'm just like in awe to realize that 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 is true. You know what I mean? It's just kind of this surreal moment of like, wow, I started this podcast to empower and inspire, especially other women that struggle with people pleasing and that manifested into unhealthy relationships. And how do we create a healthy relationship with ourselves, thus a healthy relationship with the world around us, with our own dreams, with uh, future relationships of people. You know, so the number one thing I get messages about is thank you so much. You're helping me heal from a breakup, you know, and a lot of you have re- experienced similar stories that I have around having a toxic, like narcissistic partner where you kind of felt like a shell of who you were afterwards. And that was kind of my experience, um, about eight or nine years ago. And so it, it's just evolved so much. The podcast, Joyfully You, um, we're celebrating four years. Actually, next month is going to be four years since its inception, which this podcast started because I just was connecting with so many different people and I had so many different things I wanted to share and stories of my own that I believed could help someone else. And the messages I've received from you just mean the world. And I'm just so grateful that it is supporting you in in loving yourself and also recalibrating to being your own person again after relationships. And so I'm excited to talk about um, our topic today. And you know, it's just something, let's just give a little acknowledgement um, for the practice of celebration. Like you guys, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you're going to see what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to buy myself a cake and it's going to say hundred K on it. And I'm going to do this thing that I saw someone on TikTok do where they took a big old wine glass and they just put it right on top of the cake to pull it out and to eat it. And I'm going to celebrate us and this podcast and, and how it's grown and, um, the different, like, actualizations and healing and transformation and empowerment and self-love that has happened because of this platform. Um, And all of the incredible, incredible guests that have been on this show. I think I want to like write a little thank you letter to all the guests that have been on the show over the years. Um, Anyways, so yeah, it feels really good. Like how often do we let ourselves really feel good and celebrate our acknowledgements until moving on to the next thing or looking at what's in the gap of what you still haven't done instead of allowing yourself to fully feel what you have, you know? So this episode, I'm going to be kind of sharing behind the scenes of some of the evolutions of things that have been happening in my life and how um, I've been navigating my own self-love journey. I think every single one of us are on a self-love journey, whether we proclaim it or not, but we're always 
going to have different situations where we either open our heart or we close. And so I'm going to be sharing some interesting self-realizations of how, you know, um, I've been in the process of opening my heart to things that I was triggered by or things that I didn't even realize was a pattern of closing up or shutting down until I'm in, until it'd be like being in a relationship and being able to look at where my own fears are and where I'm projecting things. Because when we realize that something has happened and we're upset, like, okay, actually, let me back up. So a while ago, I pulled people on my Instagram and asked them if they know their fear response, you know, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Um, And it was really interesting because like 75%, like way more than half had freeze. That was the most common response. And, you know, we only know what we know. And so like, but I'm sure you have some type of self-awareness, you know, when you're really upset and angry, how do you go about protecting yourself? Do you freeze and shut down and feel like you can't talk? Or do you open up and there's just like a flood of anger that flows out and it's like having to backpedal or apologize, you know? Or do you just straight run? And, you know, I think flight and freeze, that was like a common one. A lot of people wrote flight and freeze because they very much are related of being so flooded with emotions that there's a shutdown that happens. And it's one thing, and this is kind of like my own realizations of my own self-love journey. It's like when I was by myself, I was able to notice what the um, big emotion was that was coming up and process it, express it, whatever, but it was between me and me. There wasn't this other person that's this uncontrollable variable. And so I've been noticing how many times I've been in a fear response of freezing up and shutting down and not wanting to talk when that's the exact thing that will create the ease and the opening. But how do, like, I could sit here right now on the podcast and consciously know, like, yes, when I want to shut down, it's time to open up. But when I'm actually in the moment of it, there's a flood of emotions, a flood of anxiety, or there's a flood of, it's like, either anxiety or either you're on the ceiling or you're on the floor. That's normally like how, where it's like, can't, um, can't find that middle ground. And one of the most powerful things that I've been discovering is being able to verbally express out loud what it is that I'm feeling. And it's still a practice. I thought I was good at this until being in like a deep, intimate, connected relationship where I am committed to having healthy communication And a lot of the times, it's majority of the time, it's me who is struggling to communicate how I feel because I'm flooded with the emotions of what it feels like in my body. And it's reminding me of something from the past that has nothing to do with my partner. It's my own inner work. But he, but you know, like our partners can only know the things that we put words to. And so if you're someone that has like that freeze response, it often links back to like different moments in our life where maybe when we tried to speak up, it just caused more pain or someone like bulldozed or domineered over you and it just made you feel worse. And so it's a coping mechanism. It's, it's a learned behavior. It's learned like when I'm afraid, the safest, best thing to do is to be quiet. And while that was true at some point in your life, it's not true anymore. Because the people that love you want to know how you feel, even if it's 
upsetting, or even if you're upset about something, that they want to know what's going on. Everyone would rather know. Think about it like this. If someone was mad at you, wouldn't you know, rather know what was going on versus them just like slowly pushing you away silently? You know, it's so obvious when we reverse the roles. But oh my gosh, it's like I've started to realize some of my own unhealthy traits that stem back to that past unhealthy relationship where it, when I brought things up, it was twisted, manipulated, thrown back in my face, I was gaslighted. And so there was, there's still like this lingering fear that that might happen again. And this is where, this is where we identify what a trigger is and versus a heightened emotion. A heightened emotion is like, I know why I'm mad. A trigger is where your physical sensations transport you back into that fear of when the traumatic incident first happened. And so it's, difficult at times to bring yourself back to what's actually true right now and what is a like what is the inflamed response that's happening that doesn't quite match up with how I'm feeling for example if you get really really upset about something that wasn't really a big deal because it reminded you of a time you were hurt it reminded you of the past and this is where like I'm still learning how to navigate this with myself is you know how to internally process because this is what my this is what my ego was saying. This is so sneaky. My ego has been telling me, and I only know it's my ego now because it's the protection. It's the protector that wants to keep me safe. Um, it's been saying, "Don't say anything you'll regret. You should stay quiet so you can process and get your." perfect words together, right? This is perfectionism. This is a creative way of don't say anything. Me- and, and it's not in my nature to be mean. It's not in my nature to have anger and lash out. While sometimes I wish I could have a little bit more of that fire, that's not in my nature. And so it's almost like going against your natural instincts. If you're someone that naturally gets really angry and lashes out, practice containing yourself a little bit in those moments of your feeling rage come up. If you're someone that shuts down and can just completely disconnect and like, you know, decide that the conversation isn't even worth having because of there's a flooding of emotions happening, then the counterintuitive thing is like, open up, at least verbalize and vocalize. I'm feeling this right now. Right. And, and so I've really been, um, doing like this dance with my own inner critic, my own like protection you know, defense system, which is the ego. And we all have different defense mechanisms. And, you know, that's also to the fear responses like that comes up to protect us. But do we still need the same level of protection? Because the more that we put up guards to protect us, the less connected we feel to the people we're in relationship to. And so it's like, oh my gosh, when I think about it like that, I want to have a deep unity, a relationship that is fucking divine, right? I want it to be like the most incredible nourishing thing. But I have to also remember that I have slightly obsessive personality and that gets to be a part of my life, but I can't make him all of my life or else I am playing that codependent role of losing myself, which is the exact thing that I fear, which isn't what he wants either because I'm actually with a man that really loves me and really like say for me, which is unfamiliar because of the traumatic relationships I've had in the past. So I believe in energy. I believe in a vibrational match happening. And so we are in each other's lives because we are both, 
made to be with each other right now and we're choosing that you know so think about the relationships you have in your life you guys are in a similar vibration where there's a a magnetism and attraction that's happening um and at the same time we can accidentally project our own insecurities onto them so uh katie byron has this really wait is it katie byron no it's louise hayes louise hayes i don't know Okay, I just Googled it. It's Katie Byron. So if you Google judge your neighbor worksheet, okay? This is just resources that I've used for myself. They're free. They're accessible. I want to share them with you. Oh my God, this worksheet is fucking transformational, okay? It has helped me um, three different times in moments of complete distress where I am derailed. I am, I am like, I've had times where I'm like almost on the floor where I'm shut down in the sense of not being able to talk. But then there's other times where when I create the space for myself, the emotions flood and there's an anxiety, there's anger, being able to process what the fuck is actually going on and what is my work that I need to internally process and what am I willing to open up and let in someone else about? Am I willing to let my internal quote-unquote mess be seen and held and loved by someone. But before we do that, finding out what is actually happening. So this whole judge your neighbor worksheet is about creating emotional freedom. And so there's been multiple times where using this worksheet, what it does is it helps empower you to realize your projections. That's the best way I can put it. And you know, it's one of those things that you hear, if you've never done journal prompts, I highly recommend it because imagine it as like someone's guiding you through their coaching through a written format and it's such a safe space because you can be by yourself. You don't have to feel like you're, it's, it's not as vulnerable of having these conversations out loud with someone, which is the exact thing that we are talking about being a struggle. It's like, how do we open up when you can feel a flooding of emotions come up that you want to shut down? So this is something it's called judge your neighbor. Um, And it helps you get in touch with what it is that you are actually feeling beyond the protection, beyond the projections. Um, And it's kind of cool because if you look it up on your computer, they even have a PDF that you can fill in the blanks. You don't even have to open a freaking journal if you don't want to. You could just write it straight in here and I promise you'll have some clarity, okay? Um, I guess I can't promise that. But if you're open to finding out what is actually happening and why you're angry with someone and how to relieve that pressure and find out what the role you are playing in. Because like for me, that's empowering. So I'm like, all right, I'm in control of my own reality, but am I? Am I? Or am I in control of my beliefs? Am I in control of the next step? Am I in control of how I want to feel? You know, but I'm not in control of anybody else. And me waiting to have the perfect words is another form of control versus allow myself to be fully seen, you know? And so as someone, I I talk about being like recovering people pleaser. That is a form of people pleasing. It's like, I'm not going to say anything because if I say how I'm really feeling, I might cause you pain. If I speak my truth, you might get hurt, right? And so we create this whole story to protect them, but really we're just protecting ourselves. And it takes away from our ability to create deep, vulnerable relationships. And so that's just like a little insight of what I've been personally working on and processing. And um, I wanted to share that with you. If you're someone that tends to shut down, like 
I'm not gonna lie, like when I, when I have moments where I'm flooded with emotions, I might shut down and I need to process, but then I make it a point to be like, no, I'm not pushing this under the rug. This conversation gets to happen, whether it takes me two hours or it takes me three days. I'm committed to bringing up the conversations that I want to avoid because I want and am committed to having a healthy, open, committed, loving relationship. And if I'm not allowing all of me to be seen and heard, then I'm not allowing all of me to be loved. And so my ego will want to blame other people but at the end of the day, I have to allow my, all of myself to be loved. And then and then see, yeah, if someone's hurting you, then you take a step back. But to not open up out of fear that they might hurt you when you don't even have evidence that they, you know, it's just a, it's a reactivated fear from, a pa- from the past. That's what it's meant for me. So I hope this episode has supported you. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on this journey, however long that you've been listening to Joyfully You podcast here with me. I I hope that I'm like your best friend in your back pocket that's here to just give you like that love and the inspo and like connect with you because I know that the people that listen to this are sensitive souls, are creative, are inspired want to be inspired by the world and deep feelers, right? Our, our relationships are so important to us. And so how do we have them in this healthy way that doesn't swallow us whole or, you know, so I hope that this podcast episode today has supported you in your journey. And if you've never left a review, if you could go to Apple podcast and leave me a five star and write a little note, it would mean the world to me because Apple is definitely um, a place where a lot of these podcasts are consumed or a lot of these episodes here on Joyfully You are consumed. And that helps me grow this mission of empowering and inspiring people to love and to lead. Um, and so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You podcast. Ah. Oh. You are loved and infinitely supported. The people that love you want to hear how you feel. You're allowed to open up. It's safe to open up. It's safe to be heard. It's safe to be seen. And you're never alone. And I love you. I got you. We're on this self-love journey together. How's that sound? (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'll see you on the next episode.